thought you was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Delmar. They done loved him up and turned him into a horny toad. <laughs> Welcome to Watch Out with Helen Hall Library, a deep dive into classics, hidden gems, and new favorites all found in your library stacks. Hi, I'm Emery. Kelsey. And I'm Meredith. And in this episode, we're chatting about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from 1987 and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou from 2000, both comedy travel adventures featuring mismatched companions and scene-stealing supporting casts. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Emery, do you want to give us a little background on Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from 1987? Yes. Um, so, directed by John Hughes. More like John, ugh. <laughs> the H is silent. Yeah. And the John e. Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, John Hughes. The right. H is silent. Um, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. They have great chemistry they in do. it. So that's like a plus. So Steve Martin is like, works in New York, but lives in Chicago. That's and he's really trying weird. to get home for Thanksgiving. But like, his taxi gets stolen, his flight gets canceled, and then he gets stuck with like, an annoying shower ring salesman. I love that he's a shower ring salesman. Yeah, like I'm, I guess someone has to do it. And, mm. and that person is John Candy, and they go on a crazy adventure to get back to Chicago. I love that John Candy has like business connections with people that he sold shower rings to. Yes. And they're all like <laughs> kind of skis. Yeah, skeevy, they're like yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, he has uh, the taxi guy, the, the taxi driver in Wichita. And in Wichita. And Wichita is just like a motorcycle, like, 80s rock town where everyone's like terrible which is weird i don't know if there's like a motorcycle convention going have on you been or... to wichita no have but... you mm, i don't know that i have been to wichita the movie Maybe. doesn't make me want to yeah right? <laughs> i'm like does it is that really what wichita's like we've got a unnamed character played by kevin bacon yes <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think, just to further the theory that you can find Kevin Bacon and you can connect Kevin Bacon to anyone. Yes. Yeah. That's because only to further that theory. Yes. Because yeah. was he even, like, well-known at that time? In 1987? I don't know. Like, um, wasn't it, like, the 90s Apple, most? H- Apple House, Animal House. Yes. Yeah. That but was he wasn't, like, one. the star. But, yeah. Whenever right. that came out. Kevin Bacon is only in that movie to further the theory <laughs> that you can connect Kevin Bacon to anybody. John Hughes, like, originated the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so the movie had, like, the feeling, almost, of Christmas Vacation, but Christmas Vacation is 1,000 times better. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a family story, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is basically just about two dudes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I like... I usually like Steve Martin... He's a very unsympathetic character. But he is very unsympathetic. And I felt like I could cry watching John Candy's face sometimes. Yes. Because he just has such a friendly, loving face. Like, I just want to be his friend so bad. I wish that he were still around. Okay, so I might have been, like, already falling asleep. Mm -hmm. 
But I feel like in the airport, when Steve Martin is sitting, you know, across from John Candy, John Candy's got that book in front of his face, which was a little funny. That pulp yes. book? Yes. Canadian <laughs> yes. Magic. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh-huh. And um, I swear that it cut to another John Candy without a mustache. Am I just, like, imagining that? I probably that? did. I could totally see them just not like, having continuity. <laughs> there is some strange, there are some strange things that just don't have continuity. Like, when they're about to get into that 18-wheeler that has cheese in it or whatever, like, John Candy has a black eye for some reason, and you're like, when did that happen? I just yeah. feel like, for a minute, I thought that there might have been two John Candies, one with a mustache and one without a mustache, but I could have been, like, Oh, like, they're swapping out throughout the movie or something? Well, just that one part, I swear. I don't know. I just thought it, I think I was maybe already on my way out. Mm, that's <laughs> okay. pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. So I, did, <clears throat> I didn't. I, I fell asleep uh, before. Did, I fell, you I, the, did you see the car catch fire? No. I oh not. my gosh. Okay. So I fell asleep. Like I, I looked at the time to mm. see how much movie time I had left, and I had like thirty-seven minutes left in the movie. So I fell asleep mm. during the last thirty minutes of okay. the movie. But I did look up and see what happened. I I did feel like he was wasting so much time trying to get a taxi when he could just take the subway. Oh, yes, yeah. but he's he's well well, well healed. Off. But he took the elevated train when they got in home Chicago. to Chicago. He didn't have any money to take a cab. Oh, I guess. Take the subway. Take an express from Manhattan out to Queens and then get on the bus to go to LaGuardia. I would not have. um, You know your way around. Yeah. Because you were just there. Take the Q, N, R, or W, Mm. yellow, out to Queens. It takes you Roosevelt Avenue. And then there's a Q70 bus that takes you all the way to LaGuardia. Both times I've flown LaGuardia, I've taken the subway to it. So he wouldn't have these issues if he Maybe they would have had to... Maybe they didn't take the subway because they would have had to call it. Well, is the subway? Does the subway qualify as a train? Yeah, yeah. Or would it fall under its own category? No, you can call it like oh, I'm catching the train to LaGuardia. Okay, so then well, he could have taken the subway. <laughs> I'm gonna say oh, they, they would have had to change the name of the movie. Plane, Plane train, subways. subways <laughs> And also I had to look it up because I was like, well, maybe he's flying JFK and I don't know how to get to JFK. But no, Wikipedia said it was LaGuardia. Wikipedia also had like their route. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. 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 They had the little like Wichita to (laughs) wherever they are in Missouri. I thought it was interesting when they get to Wichita, Steve Martin like calls his wife and she's just like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, does he do this? It's not his fault that they like she was like really mad at like she said it in a way that she was like accusing him of not coming home on purpose or something. The daughter. So the phone rings and the daughter is like, who is that? And the mom like shut up and the daughter's like there's been a delay right so it makes me think that he frequently has flight delays because the kids are like no there's a delay matthew lawrence is one of the kids yeah Um, Uh uh-huh i saw that yeah he was also tiny baby tiny baby he was also the son in mrs doubtfire Mm -hmm. but love a good 80s child actor 80s child actor um so i guess i have a take opposite of kelsey so i know that steve martin's character is a jerk no pun intended mm-hmm. but i thought john candy was like so like the character was so annoying like oh yeah no, i would be definitely. so like i would be mean to him if i got Aww. stuck traveling with him oh no i no. just like don't talk to me why are you talking to me <laughs> like i oh, yeah. don't disagree because i think he would have been super annoying also mm-hmm. but i didn't have to actually deal with him so i could have sympathy for him <laughs> But that moment, like, when Steve Martin just keeps going on and on oh, and on in the hotel or in the I hotel know. room. And then John Candy, like, you can just see his face. Like, you just...
just want to give him a hug, even though I he's know. so annoying. I know. And he was just like coughing up phlegm for like a million years. Mm-hmm. And he's just smoking in bed. And everything and is just gross. Spilled beer. His socks are insane. <laughs> yes. Like everything. That moment when Steve Martin gets out of the shower and everything is wet and gross and dirty. And like he's trying to dry off with that tiny little hand towel. Like, ugh. But that moment where you can just see John Candy's face just. Yeah. And he's he's like, what you see is what you get. You know, basically, like, I like me. I was so proud of him for saying that. My wife likes me. Sweet, (laughs) sweet baby. Um, also, so I also, I do not believe that post-credit scene should be a thing, but Wikipedia says there's a post-credit scene. There is. I do not watch I it. I read it. I it's it supposed either. to be, I read it because I was, you know, catching up. It's of the director still trying to pick a promotional image from the beginning of the movie. Oh. And yeah, and he is like out eating like Thanksgiving meal on his table He's still waiting something. to. He's still trying to decide. But I was like, why does a 1987 John Hughes movie need a post-credit scene? You know. Not a Marvel movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if there's anything more. I guess the spoiler is that John Candy's wife is dead. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, which you can kind of. I mean, you kind of see that something is. There's like hints and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he hasn't been home in years. Yeah, he hasn't been home in years. And when I saw that part, I was like, "What?" And does that mean he just? He doesn't really have a home anymore. Does he just travel? Yeah, Yeah. he is that big. He lives out of of that little suitcase. Yeah, and that's why he knows. I think that's why he he has all those connections with all those people is because those are the only relationships he really has poor guy yeah. his so he's a traveling shark yeah. Right? yeah yeah that's how yeah. he knows all those people his pickup truck friend that comes to help them that is like the worst character like he's like trying to make his wife pick up their luggage oh yes i love that that's moment right. where he said her first baby came out sideways <laughs> and she didn't make a sound no, I know. He's so proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're just like, nah, 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 nah. no, no, no. I read, I read that she um, was trying really hard not to laugh. Yeah, at him. But I think that was a great character. I mean, the sounds were not nice, but his face was so funny. I thought he was gonna swallow. I that thought. <laughs> okay, I thought that he might have like Tourette's or something at first, but then I realized he had chew, chew. Yeah, tobacco. but then, but then I also read that whatever what he did when he wiped his like face with the gross spit Bit. and then shook Steve Martin's hand with it uh-huh. that that wasn't scripted oh and Steve Martin and so really Steve like, Martin's uh, whatever reaction was like genuine because he had like the snots chew chew gross yes spit yes Oh, man. Yeah, so that's one thing is that one positive thing that I will say about this movie is that there are a lot, like, all of, there are a lot of secondary characters that you see in other things that you're like, oh, man, hey, it's that, yeah. it's that mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. The police officer who pulls them over. That's, what's mm-hmm. his name from he's Best in a lot of Show? Things. Best in Show, yeah, he's been on a bunch Better of Better Call with, Saul. Yep. I, I do feel like Steve Martin gets put kind of through the ringer, I guess, since he's, like, such a not nice person, but, mm-hmm. like, he, like, slides down that snowbank to try and get to the rental car yeah. oh and he gets stuck at the rental car place and oh has gosh. to like walk back they yeah they're in the freezer 18 wheeler the train stops at like a field and makes everyone Everybody get yeah. off yeah. I, like, I didn't what? get that I was like whoa what is I was like that's why? yeah like because they couldn't keep smoke. going yeah yeah but like the engine looked like it was burning 
burning up. It was spitting out black smoke, and I don't actually think it was a coal-powered. Um, I didn't see, like, a coal car. I don't think that, though. I think it was bad. <laughs> was it, it's not purposeful about black smoke. I don't think so. Yeah. I yeah. kind of feel like with, like, John Hughes movies, like, they're there. They exist. It's a movie. <laughs> John Hughes was involved in Home Alone. Yeah, and no, I've never seen Home Alone. <gasps> I don't it doesn't interest me. I don't. You have okay. That should be our life. December. I've been to the Home Alone house. I like okay, pictures in front of it. Christmas movie, Christmas Vacation, and Home Alone are my two. Aren't those both John Hughes? Is Christmas Vacation John Hughes? Thanks. I think he was he not involved in that. I have no idea. I guess I mean directed. I don't know if they produced. Well, it. okay. So you, I cannot believe you've never seen Home Alone. I'm fine. It's a I've classic. I've gone this long without it. <laughs> he wrote National Lampoon's Vacation and Christmas Vacation, but he didn't direct. He didn't direct. I think the directing is like the like maybe because you like Christmas good, Vacation. Yeah, I love Christmas Vacation. One thing that I will say, just to kind of in closing for planes, trains, and automobiles, is it does have some funny moments. I particularly like when they're in the car. The couple is like, you're going the wrong way. And John Candy's like, they're drunk. They don't know. How do they know where we're going? He's like, <laughs> And then Steve Martin's like, it's fine. It's you're fine. Good. It's fine. <laughs> I like when the, um, the, yeah, they go between the two, like, 18-wheelers, and then it just catches on fire. And I hope if there were ever, like, somebody wrote what happened after that movie that they became, like, best friends. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not some sequel where, like, they're friends now, and then they get stuck with, like, a third person that they hate. Or another mm. group. Oh, not or, a group. Or another duo. That mm -hmm. they, like, they hate the pair. That they're, like, racing against the pair. Yeah. Or, or they're, like, yeah. a cannonball run with... Yeah, or they're just trying to, like, get rid of them because they're both like, oh, God, these people. And I like, want oh. them to be best friends. I think they probably are pretty good friends. He went back to get him. He brought yeah. him to his home. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't feel like Steve Martin's character was that invested. Yeah. In he, as much of a friendship as John Candy's character would be. So at the very end, when Steve Martin's on the L, he's on his way home. He has this sequence where he's thinking about the faces of his children and those of his wife. And he's imagining this amazing Thanksgiving meal that he's going to have. And then he immediately starts thinking about Dell. Yeah. So I think he is invested. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when he comes back for him, it's like a romantic scene almost. Mm -hmm. like, it's like bright. And there's like this great music playing. What are you still doing here, Tom? Yeah. I thought you were going home. I I think um, Steve Martin's wife's character is just like like such a poorly written eighties mom wife, woman wife, yeah mom woman character. And she's just like mad the whole time and just maybe she's just over it. <laughs> Why does he work in New York and like live I don't in know. Chicago? I don't know that he necessarily works in New York. It seems to me as though oh, like the parent companies in New York. Oh, like a presentation. Like he, he works in wherever he works in Chicago. He's yeah. an ad man, basically. It seems to me as though he's going to the company that they are producing the ads for. So it's like he's going to them to say like this is the ad campaign that we come up with. He's John Hamm before there was John Hamm. After there was. John Hamm. Oh, after. Mad, Mad Technically. Men's like the mm -hmm. 60s. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. He was a madman, but not because he wasn't on Madison Avenue. He was in Chicago. Yeah. Every John Hughes movie. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Every John Hughes movie is in Chicago. Is in Chicago. It's Illinois. Yeah. Like, I feel like Chicago does not belong to Illinois. Right. That Illinois belongs to Chicago. <laughs> Like, Chicago is just so... Maybe I'm just underestimating people's intelligence. But how many people know that Chicago is in Illinois? I think a lot of people know that Chicago is really? in Illinois. Really? Yeah. 
Because nobody ever hears about Illinois except for Chicago. You know how Jimmy Kimmel sometimes goes on the street and asks people questions mm -hmm. that you think that they would know the answer to or made up questions. I bet if we So we went, should do a man on the street we should. interview and yes. ask people, do you know the state in which Chicago... No, just say, like, we could just say, which, like, where's Chicago? Or make it, don't, like, hand it to them. Well, then they might not say the state. They might say it's... Okay, you could say... Yeah, it's in the Midwest. Midwest. South of Lake Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the... Because it's on one of the lakes. Yeah. It's Michigan. Yeah, we drove by the lake at, like, night, and it's just so, just, like, blackness. It's huge. It's, yeah. Have y'all ever been to Lake Michigan? Have you ever been to Lake no. Michigan? No. I've never Have been Have you ever been to, like, on the shores of Lake Michigan? Well, I mean, the road is on the, on the shore. Okay. It's, like, there's, like, a seawall and it's, like, crashing on it. I've been to, like, Michigan in Michigan, not... Mm. In Illinois. In Illinois. Not in Chicago. And I didn't, when I went, I did not expect it to be, like, an ocean. Yeah. And it's that huge that it's, like, the ocean. You cannot see... It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. But then also, what really surprised me when I went, it was so cold. It was, like, 19... It was, like, negative 19 or, I don't know, it was negative something. It was very cold. And there were legitimate icebergs. Mm -hmm. Like, Titanic icebergs. Mm -hmm. What are these even doing here? <laughs> this is a lake. Lakes it's like are, another world. It is yeah. another world. I've never been as cold in my life as I was on the shores of Lake Michigan. That like is a frightening, coldest. frightening cold. Yes. So one thing is about there this thing in Michigan that's not Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Grand Rapids, Lansing. Oh. Lansing. Okay. That's it. That's the extent. Grand Rapids, Lansing, Kalamazoo. Yeah, Kalamazoo. Oh. Uh, the, the Upper Peninsula is just the region. Um, Mackinac Island, where the fudge is made. It's like super amazing fudge. Okay. I retract my statement. <laughs> the Holland, Holland Lighthouse. I just thought it was like just Jack White. I only know because I've been. So one thing that I will say about planes, trains, and automobiles as a a holiday movie is that everything is like dirty snow. You know, usually mm -hmm. in a lot of holiday movies, even if they're like, even in a funny movie where you see kind of the darker or like just more annoying or like stressful side of the holidays, like Christmas vacation or something like that. It's not just like trudging through dirty, gross snow. You know, there's still like a beautiful holiday spirit kind of thing to it. And planes, trains and automobiles is just dirty. Yeah. Everything's just like wet. Yes. I, I appreciate the realism. <laughs> Do we have anything else? The good, the bad, the ugly for planes, trains, and automobiles? No. I I mean, Steve Martin, no. John Candy, yes. That's all. Any recommendations? You know what? Let me say this. I felt like I was watching John Candy interact with Catherine O'Hara on a longer time in a longer time frame. Oh right. That doesn't make with sense this, to Emery because she has not because seen, she's not seen uh Home Alone. Home Alone. But I so my recommendation um, the Blues Brothers. Yeah. They're, I don't know, they're on the road kind of doing stuff. Lots of Midwest accents. <laughs> the Blues Brothers? That's Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Belushi. Yep. Yes. Okay. John. The best. Belushi. Which one's John? The, the one who passed one. away. The one who passed away. He was in Animal House. Okay. Jim Belushi is the other one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then my other recommendation is Duel by Steven Spielberg. Um, it's basically Jaws, but with an 18-wheeler. <gasps> is it? Yes. Oh. And we 
we just bought it. We have it at the library. Um, but basically Dennis Weaver is just trying to make it to this like meeting in another part of California. And this like 18 wheeler, he like goes around the 18 wheeler, cuts it off. The 18 wheeler like cuts him off and they start like dueling okay. with their cars. Okay. He'll like pull over. You never see the driver. Like there is a driver. It's not like a supernatural truck or anything. Uh -huh. You never see the driver. So you're really just kind of like, wow, this like truck is trying to hunt him down and it'll get closer and then it'll go away. I want to say that there is a movie though with supernatural trucks that like try to get people. I don't know though, because I could have been as a child watching that movie mm -hmm. and just not be remembering correctly. But I also want to say that there's a Stephen King short story that has, that that is based off of where the trucks are like, not just, not Christine, but okay. the trucks are possessed and try to get yeah. people. I don't know. Now I'm going to, now that's going to bug me. But it's Spielberg's debut movie. It was a made for TV movie. Wow. And it's, I think it's like 80 or 90 minutes. It's like very, very good. Nice short movie. So those are my recommendations. On the road, one funny, one not funny. And then I would give plane trains and automobiles. I'd give it a three. Like it's fine. It's there. Watch it or not. Side with me about Steve Martin being in the right to be annoyed by an annoying person. <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm is probably actually a good recommendation as a palate cleanser, perhaps to planes, trains, and automobiles. Because just like you feel that there is nothing wrong with Steve Martin's mm -hmm. response to the situation, more often than not, I'm like, why is everybody so down on Larry David? Oh, that is a perfectly reasonable response to that situation. Every time he does anything, I'm like, I've, I've said that before. I've done that before. I've thought about doing that before. He just like... He's constantly getting... He, he's constantly in these situations where people are like, what's wrong with you, Larry? And you're like, what are you... Because he is George Costanza. Yeah. Ah, I'm right. It's called Trucks by Stephen King. Very imaginative. It's, one it's of his, a short story? It's one of his first short stories that was published in 1973 Cavalier Magazine and then published later on in uh, Night Shift. And it is a story about these semi-trailers and other vehicles that are like brought to life or whatever and they proceed to like kill everyone who's at this truck stop. I would watch that if someone adapted that. I, I want to say that it... I'm, let me see if I can't. Adaptations. Two films. Stephen King directed it. Maximum Overdrive. Oh, I haven't seen it, but like, and the yeah. TV movie Trucks. I'll yes. bump up Maximum Overdrive on Timothy my watch list. Timothy Busfield. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Kelsey, do you have a rating? Do you have recommendations? Okay, rating, I want to give it, I guess I'll give it three stars because of John Candy, because I, I love him. And it's kind of like, do you know which one was made first? Do you know if Home Alone or this movie was made first? I think this it, movie was made this first. This movie was made first? Yeah. Okay, so I Because Home Alone's from like 91. So I feel like he um, kind of just borrowed his same character that he was in this movie and just lent it to Home Alone. Movies to recommend... If it weren't for John, okay, let me go back. If it weren't for John Candy, I don't think I would give this movie, like give it like a one or a two even because it just wasn't, you know, anything special from what I was for the first. Well, you fell asleep. I did fall asleep. So I missed probably all the good parts. Maybe that's, no, I didn't. So never mind then. But I mean, watching the car, yeah. having them in the car burned out, getting pulled over by the police. Yeah, that was that's fun. pretty good. I'm sad I missed Michael McCann. I feel like I can still live the rest of my life. Without finishing planes, mm -hmm. trains, and automobiles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping one of y'all would be very pro John Hughes so we could like argue. Oh, I'm not pro John Hughes because I feel like some of his movies are bad. Bad. <laughs> like I don't like Pretty in Pink. Hmm. I don't like 16 Candles. I do like Breakfast Club. Um, I hate Ferris Bueller. 
I, I, I he did was, not like Ferris Bueller. He was abusing Cameron. Yes, he was. And Simone just sat there and let Ferris abuse Cameron. I did not like Ferris Bueller. Cameron should have killed Ferris. <laughs> like when the car drove off, he should have been like, ah. He, like, the, the guy who plays Cameron is in Freaky. Yeah. He's the one who yeah. gets like sawed in half. I highly recommend he's in Succession uh -huh. on HBO. Yes. He's insane. He's like trying to run for president of the United States just to impress his dad. But like he like says these insane things all the time and it's like working and it's just really funny the way he like is that in the newest season he started doing that in like the second season okay and then i haven't started watching the third one but i think he's like really trying to like ramp it up and i actually started re-watching the first season of that show mm -hmm. last night yeah, I'm going to give it a three. I think part of the reason that I would give it a three is because it's one of the very few Thanksgiving-themed movies. There aren't a lot of movies that are around Thanksgiving. And it's barely even Thanksgiving. It's kind of just like, yeah, I'm trying to get home to it. Two days before. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there are a lot of holiday movies. You know, like, yeah. there are a lot of holiday movies that are kind of only I tangentially related to Christmas, the Christmas, there's decorations around, so oh, you're like, like, oh, Christmas. I think that there are a lot of little scenes in this movie that are very funny. And there are a lot of just really great secondary characters that give amazing performances. Like Tobacco Man. Yes. The interaction that they have with the police officers, the, the car rental lady. The car rental lady. That is an amazing scene and probably the only reason it got an R rating. I felt like Steve Martin, he didn't sound very natural saying the F word. That no, he times. didn't. It I agree. It seemed like he doesn't do it a lot. I agree. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't, but he did. I totally agree because yeah. I remember that part, watching that part, and I was just like, it's like he's forcing it out. Yeah. And he's like, there's not like a naturalness to it. No. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're looking for for, you know, something to just put on while you cook your Thanksgiving meal for Dom to come eat without yes. <laughs> or you're just you're trying to wrap a but last minute wrap a bunch of presents or yeah, I usually have Christmas vacation on yes. when I'm wrapping yes. presents. Yeah, or you're just, you know, if you're a fan of John Candy, Steve Barton, um, it's fun just to see the secondary characters. So I give it a three. Yeah. It's if it's on, I'll watch it. Did you know that Kansas is unofficially called the Free State? Did you know that Chicago is in Illinois and it is not the state's capital? Did you know that you can travel to Mackinac Island over an ice bridge in winter and get fudge? The three of us may be geographically challenged, but Helen Hall Library has an extensive collection of travel guides available to check out, both in print and as eBooks. Whether you are traveling by plane, train, or automobile, Helen Hall Library is ready to help you plan your next adventure. Do we want to move on to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The main yes. event. The, the main, main event. event. <laughs> um, directed by Joel Cohen, written by him and his brother Ethan, so the Cohen brothers. Starring George Clooney in maybe like his best role. I like, feel like it's his best role. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I feel like it is his yeah. absolute best role. And I feel like the, what was that movie with, that he was in with Channing Tatum? Where it was like a musical or something? Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. I feel like Hail Caesar was just him being so maybe the cohen brothers kind of get a good george clooney performance yeah john Turturro, mm -hmm. tim blake nelson mm -hmm. holly hunter john goodman who seemed a lot more evil he when was i was real bad he yeah. was you know obviously the cyclops and steven root um <gasps> steven root's him. always good i yes. love him and I haven't seen a thing i don't love yeah him. and then um like charles during mm -hmm. i think that's his name um it's based on homer's the odyssey so basically george clooney and 
company escape from like a chain gang to go find a treasure that George Clooney says there is. And they encounter lots of side adventures. Um, they get derailed a lot. There's some sirens, some mm-hmm. toads, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some secret society meetings. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> The title of the movie is taken from, there's a 1941 Preston Sturgis movie, Sullivan's Travels, Mm -hmm. where like a movie exec decides to go be like a, like a vagrant so he can like get the real experience. But the movie he wants to make is called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So I guess the Coen brothers really made the movie. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. It's iconic. It's a classic. Extremely quotable. Crazy. Extremely quotable. Yeah. It felt longer when I was younger because when I was watching it now, now, I was like, oh, they're already at the recording studio? Oh, this is already happening? This So when I was younger, it felt very just like long and cinematic. It felt kinda. like an epic. Yeah, it felt like Lawrence of Arabia or something. Mm-hmm. But So I, I like that it is not that long, but it felt longer when I was younger. Apparently, George Clooney agreed to do this film without having read the script. Coen brothers visited him and they put the script on the table and then he was like, yep, I'll do it, apparently. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the people in it, it's kind of their best performances like everyone's just yeah, yeah. I mean John Turturro I, I mean I love John Turturro I, I, mm-hmm. I had before I saw this movie I think I saw Secret Window with him in it with um, Johnny Depp oh, I haven't where it's that. like you stole my story you know mm-hmm. that's all he says like for like the whole movie but then when I saw him in this comedic role I was just like oh, he's great He's really good also on HBO, The Night Of, where Riz Ahmed may or may not have like murdered someone and he gets like this like skeezy New York lawyer and it's John Turturro, but he has like a foot fungus. So he always has like feet wrapped up and there's like extended scenes of him trying to like cure his foot fungus. Oh my gosh. And then he's like, I think like a cat, but he's, it's like a serious role, but he's like a weird dude in it. He's good in that too. I haven't, I don't know that I've seen John Turturro on something where he hasn't been. Weird. Every time I see him, I'm just yeah. like, oh, I, is excellent. I was a little bit disappointed when I found out, but also kind of glad at the same time when I found out that it wasn't really George Clooney singing. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's not George Clooney singing. Although it is Tim Blake Nelson. It is Tim, Tim Blake, Blake Nelson. Nelson. Yes. Like, good for you, Tim yes. Blake Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yes. When he sang his little song mm-hmm. at the end. I loved the, I mean, the soundtrack was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. I loved the soundtrack. It's got that T-Bone Burnett. T-Bone Burnett. Yeah. yeah. Who also, I think, was involved in this with the soundtrack of The Big Lebowski. Yes. And then um, Inside Lewin Davis. Yes. Which is, like, going to be one of my recommendations. Uh, T-Bone Burnett was um, in one of my favorite Bob Dylan eras with the Rolling Thunder review. Mm. He was in Bob Dylan's band then, so. We have that on mm. Criterion. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that we have some of the, part of the Bob Dylan boot Lake series that we have in the music collection has okay. tracks from the Rolling Thunder review. One of my favorite songs from the movie is when they're going to get baptized. I like how they think because they're baptized, like, okay, the law won't be I after know. us anymore. And he's like, that's I not know. how that works. I know. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder, I, I don't remember what they went to prison for. So I don't know if you know what happens to John Turturro's character. What is his name? I'm sorry. Ulysses Everett McGill is is George Clooney. And then Delmar. Delmar. Pete. Pete. So I don't know if you ever learned what happens with Pete, but Everett, he went to jail for pretending to be a yes. lawyer. Yes, yes. 
Yes. And then Delmar went to jail for knocking over a Piggly Wiggly. Oh. Oh. Remember he yes, says that? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Now I remember. But I don't know if you ever Pete? hear what happens with Pete. I don't because I think, I don't remember, but I think because they put the focus on that, he had like three days left in his sentence yes. instead. Yeah. yeah. And then he <laughs> doesn't anymore. And he's like, I'll be, I'll be 87. And then Delmar's like, I'll be 82. And he's like happy, <laughs> happy about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So George Clooney's character is not a good character. He's not a, yeah. like a good person. He ain't character. bonafide. <laughs> yep. He ain't bonafide. But it's still a likable character. He's charismatic. He's charismatic. Yes. Yeah. I love that he's looking for hair nets mm-hmm. and that he gets a whole bunch from the misses from yeah. that are you in in OFT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. She had he's a bunch of measured handsome, you know. I love how at the end that as it's flooded that it's just tons of tens of dapper tens yes. of dapper, dapper Dan, Dan floating up to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Like his there house. all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like every time he wakes up, he's like, how's my hair look? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my hair. Don't touch my hair. Yeah. I love, yes, though, that's, my, that's one of my favorites. And, like, in the mercantile, like, we got fop or whatever. And he, he's like, you know, but I need Dapper Dan. I don't know. I'm a Dapper Dan man. I don't want fop. I'm a Dapper Dan man. I like how he's like, the geographical oddity, two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of really great moments. There are a lot of really What great is moments. the guy, he's a, he was a famous actor, the Papio Dan. Daniels. Oh, yeah. But who's that is guy? That Charles Dur- Yeah. Yeah. What is, yeah. what is he in? I feel like he is. He's, he's an old actor. He's yeah, he's like, been in tons of things. He was in, he basically played the same character in the Muppet movie. Have you seen the Muppet movie? Oh, okay. I think that Papio Daniel and his son are my MVPs for <laughs> Brother Where I Would Really? Tell. Yeah. They're some of my favorite characters. I love, like, Ancient Boys. Yeah. <laughs> I love, like, they really like that reform, Daddy. We should get us some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just in that seersucker suit the whole time. One thing that I love about... Their pants are so so high. I know. It's so good. It's so good. So one of the things that I really enjoy about this movie is that everybody is just sweaty and sweat stained and like their clothes are dirty. It looks so hot. They look so gross. They're in Kansas. They're in Mississippi. Mississippi? They're in Mississippi. I I knew that. I did know that. I'm sorry. I I don't like that the movie's sepia toned. Oh, I do. Oh, I thought it was... Like, I know they did it on purpose, but like, I thought it was so ugly. It's not really, really noticeable. I, the to pretty me. the best part of the movie was when it floods and everything's blue. Mm. I was like, yes, just film it blue. Don't make it sepia toned. But it makes it look a lot dirtier and grosser yeah. and probably yeah. and dusty, like dust bowl depression. Yeah. So there are a lot of parts of this movie that kind of touch on the really interesting here, the really interesting history of the depression era. You know, the mostly African American chain gang. You know, there's a really complicated history post-reconstruction of using mostly African-American laborers for unpaid labor. Prisoners, African-American prisoners. The the moments of them, you know, getting onto the train and seeing the hobos, the reform era politicians, um, and then the kind of huckster politicians who are using mass media um, and their companies to sponsor entertainment for everyone. The Papio Daniel Flower Hour, that's like very historically on point. I don't know if people like you know know which characters are correlating to to the Odyssey characters. So you know the um, the blind. What is that thing called? Where you like the train? Is that so, called like a horse, like a hobby horse, or where he's know. like pumping? Oh yeah, he's thing? yeah on the on the railroad tracks. Right at the beginning. So he's like the Oracle, mm-hmm. right? And then John Goodman is the Cyclops. Mm-hmm. 
those sirens, mm-hmm. right? Are the they're the sirens? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the sirens are the sirens. Yep, yep, yep. I'm trying to think of what else though. Is I, Babyface Nelson anybody? Probably. I don't know. I think that the politician oh. is supposed to be someone. Yeah, but the Everett Ulysses Everett McGill is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, Ulysses. Yeah, the sheriff. The sheriff. The yeah. With his Cerberus or whatever his. Uh-huh. Is Stephen Root the record recording person, anybody? Because he's also blind. I think he is supposed to be somebody. He is. I really need to see. Because he asks them, like, are you, like, an African-American music group? And he's like, yes, we are. And he's like, oh, no, I don't record that. And then they're like, well, we only are our, our accompanist. Yeah. And then they record, and he's like, okay, that's, like, 20 bucks a piece. He's like, okay, well, um, so two of us, so that's gonna actually be, like, he said that. There's like six of them, but there's only like four of them. Yeah. <laughs> they get extra extra yeah. money, extra cash. The so, suitors. Yeah, the, the Vernon is the suitor. Who does George Nelson? Achilles lamenting his fate. He seems so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he does seem kind of crazy. I guess he gets like has like a depressive episode and walks off into the mm. woods. But yeah, I was I you know, I love my gangster history, so mm. like the second they showed like the money coming out of the car and then he pulls up and he's babyface. Mm. I was like, that's babyface Nelson. Nelson. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So the governor of Mississippi is Papio Daniel, but his name is Menelaus mm-hmm. Papio Daniel, who shares the same first name as Odysseus's brother in arms. You know, Menelaus. Um, Homer Stokes, Big Dan Teague, is Polyphemus, Sirens, Prophet, Tiresias, who portrays the blind ghost prophet in the poem. So who is that? Is that Stephen Rue? No, that's... um At the beginning, the, the oracle. The yeah. oracle. So it's not an oracle. It's a Tiresias or something. Um, Penny, Penelope. She has a kid that he doesn't know about. I love all the... Referencing, like, Telemachus. Mm-hmm. I love them being, like, on the, like, little rope. She has so many kids. Oh, I know. <laughs> so one of the things that Emery and I were kind of chatting about earlier was that I cannot watch this movie without hearing my husband's voice talking about the ways in which this movie demonstrates that the Coen brothers are exploitative of regionalism. Um, and then, Emory, you were saying something about how you actually feel like it's a lot less sympathetic than you remember yeah, to like, Southerners. Yeah, like it's pretty mean to the character. Yeah. <laughs> I found this really good parallel outline. Okay. Okay. So, obviously, Odysseus is Ulysses Everett McGill. He's proud because of his Dapper Dan hair obsession. Mm-hmm. He's on a Quest, you know, getting the treasure, getting his wife back or whatever. He's quick-witted um, because he gets extra money for singing. I don't know. Pete represents Odysseus's crew mm-hmm. with the mutiny. Uh, Delmar represents Odysseus's crew with the foolishness. George Nelson, cattle of the sun god, kills cows as oh, part of Odysseus's crew so for a time. Upset. Like, I was like, gets oh electrocuted. <laughs> Zeus's punishment with lightning bolt. Um, Tommy, oh, the, the guitarist, mm-hmm. he Tommy helped, mm-hmm, he's Athena. Oh, helped, okay. Helps them on their way. Penny, Odysseus' wife, Penelope, sets a task for Everett to get the ring, which is similar to when Penelope makes Odysseus prove his love. Has suitors, is going to be married. Soggy Bottom Boys are beggars disguised to infiltrate and get his wife back. Laundry ladies are the sirens, obviously. Baptism, lotus eaters, all mindly fo- mindlessly following Odysseus's crew also follows. That's what it is. Sheriff is Poseidon, makes the journey difficult for Odysseus because he was on the Trojan side. Big Dan is a cyclops, he's huge. 
beats them up, kills some of Odysseus's crew, the frog that they think is Pete. I couldn't watch when he Oh no, I couldn't either. I never I never can watch that, no. <laughs> and nearly gets a spike in the eye. Because you know Odysseus poked mm-hmm. Polyphemus yes. in the eye. Menelaus Papio Daniel represents the Greeks, but he's campaigning against Homer Stokes, who represents the Trojans. And Homer Stokes and the KKK are the Trojans because they lose the quotes war to the Greeks. Stokes gets carried out on a mast. Vernon is a suitor. Everett's daughters think their father is dead, hit by a train. <laughs> and they tell Everett about the suitor. Hmm. That is this person on Google's rundown. Rundown. Yeah. Holly credit Hunter goes. Is really good. Oh, yeah. Credit goes to Google. Google search. You know, for random outline. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's how okay. that helps me, anyways, mm-hmm. to see to okay. see all that. Yeah, Holly Hunter is really good. Yeah, I like it how she's just like, well, their their father's dead. And he's he like, got- I'm standing right here. Mm-hmm. Like, the best thing that happened to us is when you died, when you got hit by that train. When you got hit by that train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like them like boxing in the drugstore. Oh store and- yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. That's one of the, this is I mean, Oh Brother Art Thou, one of the greatest movies of all yeah. time. Watch it all the time. Um, we were kind of saying yesterday, I don't know, like if this could really get made today. Yeah. It'd probably have some backlash for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Emery that I think maybe both of us had kind of forgotten that there was an extended scene with the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. And like with the music and with them like dancing around, I seriously thought like all of a sudden I was in a Mel Brooks movie and it was going to be like the producers with them dancing on a stage like springtime for Hitler you know like there was something that because it was very choreographed it was. Yes. I felt like I felt like that scene could have gone without um if they were going to represent the KKK then I feel like they could have represented them like in Django yeah Django Unchained there's you know a group but it's kind of like they're idiots they're, it's it's funny. Have you seen Django Unchained? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, oh really it's really good. They yeah. like basically They're one like, of the wives. One of the wives made their hoods. Mm. Put and the eye holes. Put the like eye holes. See. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, if she didn't do it good enough, your wife can." Yeah. Make the it's really next time. Yeah. No. So I feel like it could have been not a choreographed <laughs> dance. But it seems. I mean. I mean, they can the explain that they're in the KKK without actually devoting time to showing the KKK like in action. I don't know. I didn't like well, that part of the movie. I always fast forward that part because I don't like it. But they are shown as being like, I mean, it is like, a, it's, it's like a satire. The yeah. whole thing is like a yeah. satire. I mean, yeah, but, but it's, it's they're like making that. them a joke. It doesn't seem like a joke. It seems like a joke to me. They seem like, they seem pretty organized. I don't know. Like, to me, like the Ku Klux Klan is like a terrorist organization. Mm. To me, those people do not are not depicted as a terrorist organization. They're a bunch of people who are singing and dancing in the woods. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Also, I think I guess I thought reform meant progressive. Yeah. So then when he's the one, I was like, oh, but you're the reform guy. Guess he's you're not progressive. <laughs> he's not really progressive. Yeah. He's, I don't know that either of them. Well, no. Yeah. I think it's still just like one of those. Like even though it is satire, it's like oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> oh yeah totally i'm not trying to say it's not uncomfortable no, i just no. they just that's to me why i don't think it would be made today because i don't think that that's what i mean about it being like a mel brooks moment mm. because it's i don't think that we would all together as an audience be prepared to laugh at them yeah you know yeah unless you did it like django style where yeah right yeah that one's just ridiculous yeah like yeah django is like purposefully ridiculous and i'm not saying that oh brother were that was not being purposefully ridiculous ridiculous but Django does a better job of portraying it 
I think if they had started like spelling something or like making a shape, it yeah, would have been yeah. More, like it would have taken yeah, like it band, into the, like a band. Yeah, that's what it. But that's what it seemed like to me. Oh, but I guess if like it had like gone into an overhead shot and it said like reform or yeah, it said homework, yeah, and right? would be like, yeah. oh my god, like, yeah, no, that's no. over the top. Yeah, but to me, it just seemed too. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seemed too realistic. Yeah, to me. Seemed Do like, you it felt a little like scary? It like, did. Oh. It did. If it was made now or like a, they could have just had it where they came across maybe just Homer and like yeah, no. See, Homer what would have been really friend? funny? What yeah? So what would have been really funny is just like Homer, the little man and John Goodman together just doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. Like, maybe they're like, oh, no one showed up. No one showed up. (laughs) It's hard to, as a modern person, look at something that's from 20 years ago and not have the understanding that you have now. Oh my God, that movie was 20 years ago. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God. 20 years ago. Oh my God. 21 years ago. I don't feel like there's enough I don't feel like there's enough of a judgment as to what's happening racially in the movie for you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of commentary about what's right. actually happening racially in the south in that movie yeah and the focus of the movie is like three white guys yes in the south. <laughs> yes the only African-American characters in this movie are singing on a chain gang. And a guitar, guitar player singing. Who sold his soul to the devil. Who sold his soul to the devil. I mean, I'm just saying, no, I just okay. don't think that supposedly is a, so, suppo- so It's based on a real thing. Taking a, a second, he sold his soul to the devil. So but, that he could play guitar. So that he could play guitar. And then mm-hmm. he described what the devil looked like, which There's also the was the sheriff. So <laughs> does that mean that, like... The sheriff is a devil. Right, but does that mean also that he was working with the sheriff? No. No? No, he just, no, he's not working with the sheriff. He just sold his soul so he could play. Yeah, but so who did he sell his soul to? Did he sell his soul to the sheriff? No, he sold his soul to the devil. And the devil manifested himself as to as look like the, the sheriff. sheriff. What is that based off of? Robert Johnson and the guy Bobby Johnson. Robert Johnson is a really favorite, I mean, it's apocryphal story that they went to the crossroads at the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil so that he could play guitar as well as he did. But then George Clooney can just single great for a movie tonally it just strikes me very much that it's a movie from 20 years yeah. ago yeah i've de- i've talked to james about this one time when oh, really? he was still here and we were talking about but like pre-9-11 life but mm-hmm. like movies were different like i feel like they were even more they were like more free and and then i feel like after 9-11 like like just media changed and mm. this is a pre-9-11 piece of media i don't know how to explain it but like james was like yeah no i get that and yeah i know like, something is yeah i just feel like there was a shift tonally very different yeah well we're just in a different place Stories can impart important lessons, can try to explain the unexplainable, or grant us better understanding. Stories can take us on incredible adventures or can prompt us to look inward. Your public library is full of stories just waiting to be discovered. Helen Hall Library. We're bona fide. We're bona fide. We're bona fide. Okay, so I'm sorry. I, t- I took us in a really negative place, I guess, no, talking about have, the Ku Klux Klan. You gotta Klan. have criticisms of the things we consume. Yeah. You gotta have a critical eye towards them. <laughs> but also, if someone checks this out and they've never seen it before ever, and then they're just like, what, what kind of movie is or, this? Yeah, you and know? you don't realize how it came 20 years ago, or yeah. that's a satire. Yeah. It's good to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Any other comments, recommendations? Yeah, it's really, it's good. It's really good. Very funny. Good, re- really good performances. Great performances. Yes, great performances. George Clooney's best performance. Um, I would recommend also by the Coen brothers, Inside Lewin Davis. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar. 
it's like an Odyssean journey. Oscar Isaac is a folk singer in New York and all the songs in that movie are actually sung so it's not lip syncing um so it's like oscar singing and there's a scene where adam it's, driver yes yeah. and, justin, and timberlake. justin timberlake yes but Thanks. yeah he goes on a journey he has like a little orange tabby cat with him the whole time but i really love at the end this whole movie they keep telling him like no nah, no one wants a solo folk singer they want groups and he's like walking out of this club and then there's like a guy sitting on the stage kind of has like some curly hair and then you hear them and they're like new are like our newest performer like bob dylan and so it's like he literally like almost made it and it's based off a real guy mm. it's like a real folk singer guy who like never really made it but he was like in a duo john goodman's in it there's lots of trips and cars things like that very good highly recommend it oh i came up with like a oh well jenga is a good recommendation i feel yeah. like it's a that's i guess more that, that'll recent. be that'll be my recommendation yeah even though it's not very similar at all but they're on a there's, journey. Yeah, on a journey there's to... certain, I guess, parts that are similar. But Django is like exceedingly more violent mm -hmm. and profane. Yes. I love Dr. Schultz so much that I have his cart with the tooth on it. That's my tattoo on my leg. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And he mm -hmm. uses it to blow up the KKK mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then my other two recommendations, we don't have them, but I was going to recommend Cool Hand Luke with Paul Newman. They're on like a chain gang or he's mm -hmm. in like a gravel breaking. Mm -hmm. um, and he keeps trying to break out. And then like Dennis Hopper is very young and cute and blonde. Um, and then my other one is Brubaker with Robert Redford where he goes to a like a horrible like Louisiana prison that's like they're basically like free labor but people are like dying and they just like bury them without and he goes in as a prisoner and sees the horrible conditions and then he like reveals that he's the new warden of the prison and he like does reform and is trying to give the prisoners like a voice and make things better the um, people in solitary like have never been out so he gets them sunglasses so they can go outside yeah so it's like really good he discovers there's like a lot of corruption going on so you know got a paul newman got a robert redford maybe um moonrise kingdom for like a recommendation the, yeah yeah because they kind of run off to their little mm -hmm. area and then people are looking for them yeah you think i, I, I think like the tones are different but like the structure ish i feel uh, like i went with like a darker route okay <laughs> jango's my how many stars do you give it? Oh, um, so I had it on Letterboxd at five stars, but then upon rewatching, I decided to change it to four. Because Why? I thought the sepia was very ugly, and then I think I was kind of like, oof, that scene. Mm. Just would like to not see that scene. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I think I was also kind of like, yeah, like, there's not great representation for people of color, and maybe if it was made now, like, maybe, like, there'd be two of the people that escaped with George Clooney would be people of color or something, or... Although, would they have been chained together? Oh, mm. probably not. They'd be segregated. Mm. That would make sense why they were chained together. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they could do it, like, Bridgerton style. Yeah. Yeah, where it, it just kind of... Doesn't matter. Yeah, so... But I still love it, but I was like, maybe this just hasn't aged as well as I remember when I was, like, younger. So, four stars, which is still really good. Highly mm. recommend it. Definitely, like, top three Coen Brothers. What are the other ones? Inside Lewin Davis mm -hmm. and Big Lebowski, for sure. I feel like I need to rewatch The Big Lebowski. Maybe we need to, in do the, the new year, do a, do Big, a Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Oof! 
Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that. Mm-hmm, he is. So maybe Philip we'll Seymour do a Philip Seymour Hoffman maybe. episode. <laughs> so, uh, Kelsey, you have a rating for? Okay. So I love one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and I, but I am going to give it a four mm. out of five stars because it is not a perfect movie. Yeah. Like Gone Girl is a perfect movie, mm. but. Um, but or the princess bride or the princess bride it is not perfect in either of those respects so four out of five stars for oh brother where art thou because i didn't like the only thing i don't really like about the film is the scene the scene prolonged prolonged scene, scene. i understand and i didn't like when he squished the frog it made me really sad it was also really gross i loved watching tim blake nelson like just sit in the car holding the yes, frog i like, was really so some acting i <laughs> yes no i was so sad for tim blake nelson because you know ulysses everett mcgill gets like hit in the face or whatever i don't feel sorry for him because he's you know the way yeah. he is but tim blake nelson he's just so devastated that they and he tries to fight back he yeah like jumps on John Good and that he's so devastated that they killed Pete but yeah four four out of five because it's not perfect but it is a great movie that is my rating four out of five Pete's um yeah I think I'm gonna give it four stars I think there are I think that is inc- just like many other Coen Brothers movies it is an incredibly well written George film. Clooney has some dialogue yes yes he is doing oh yes, yes. Evidently, from what I read, it looks like the Coen brothers and T-Bone Burnett were working side by side on music production and the screenplay at the same time. And I think that's very obvious. I don't think that it can be overstated how big the soundtrack was to this movie Mm -hmm. at the time that it was released. Mm -hmm. This was a huge movie. Yes. Uh, I read that like way. the re- like the real people who were singing like they did a whole tour afterwards. Yes. What is yeah. um? Do y'all know if like any of them were original? Besides, is are any of them original songs? I don't think so. They're probably like standards from that time. time the Man of Constant Sorrow. Was oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I. I what about the? Mm-hmm. As I went down. Oh yeah. No, that's a that's a standard. Gray. Yeah. Okay. So. Four stars. I think that there are a lot of really great performances. I think just like with Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, that secondary cast characters are as... The performances are as good, if not better, than some of the main characters. Um, I love John Goodman. I mm-hmm. love Stephen Root. I mean, I just... There are just so many, so many great scenes. So recommendations for Our Brother Where Are Thou in terms... I just did book and music recommendations. So Homer. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the original source yep, material. Yep. Uh, the Graves of Wrath. Okay. Okay, okay so yeah. I think if you want to get a feel for the time the time Mm -hmm. it's so depressing though i really like that book really enjoyed it oh i thought it was really sad i thought the movie was really good too Mm -hmm. i did not see the movie i'm also just gonna go recommend because this is a movie that in some ways is about revival of americana you can go to the original folk revival of the 50s and read on the road oh oh Right. Okay. Always love a good Kerouac. Yes, because the fifties were the fifties folk music revival Mm. was about the revival of music from this time period. And um, in terms of music, Robert Johnson. So we have got Robert Johnson in the so sold to sold to the devil. Sold to sold to the devil. Smithsonian Folkways has a lot of it's the Smithsonian. Mm. They have a whole bunch of recordings that are um, from the time period. We've got a few, including railroad songs. Um, So. 
you can just do a search for Folkways in the catalog. We don't have it, but you can get it through the Smithsonian website. You can get certain tracks. Is the Harry Smith Anthology of American Folk Music. So this is all recorded pre-1950, so you can get a lot of actual music from the time period. So you can hear how people would originally sing into microphones before they even knew what that was. Um, when they called it a can. Yeah, when they called it a can. And sing into his can, it'll give you $20. <laughs> yeah, you can see There's that. a man who paid you $20 sing to a can. Yeah. See him recording, pressing on to, scratching into a 78 while they're singing. So yeah, those are my recommendations. Okay. Follow Helen Hall Library on all the things. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok. Check out Emery's blog for more movie reviews, personalized recommendations, updates on our in-person movie events, and past and current episodes of this podcast. And um, December 18th, Saturday at 1230, we are showing The Nightmare Before Christmas because that is, it's a Christmas movie. Even though it's Halloween, it's Christmas. Nice. I just know Kansas is fields. Yeah, there are fields. Fields and fields. You just got like that theater. Right? I love that movie so much. Do Marvel movies need post credits? No, we don't need Marvel movies either. So. Oh gosh, that's a separate. That's, that is a that's, hot take. That's Emery. a hot take. You are gonna you're get. Probably gonna make our, our, you're gonna make our ratings go down. You can't talk that way to my fiance. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Of all time, I seriously love that movie so much. I'm sure there is fudge in summer because who's going to Mackinac Island in the dead of winter where you have to go on like a snowmobile to go on an ice bridge to get there? <laughs> to get somebody fudge. who really wants fudge. <laughs> You're good. I'm glad that we saved it for the... I mean, I really love that movie. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell a lot. Do you need foam? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the old foam. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Oh dear. If we had camera right now. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Guys, this is not cool.